week's episode is brought to you by nobody yet, because it was some money. What's going on, internet? But we did watch They Live, which is all about getting, getting that, that money. money. <laughs> getting that money. Uh, so They Live, of course, is directed by John Carpenter. Starring Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. Rowdy, Rowdy Piper, whose real name is... I, I make sure to write it down, because... Keith David. It's uh, not a Scottish name. Well, he's Canadian, so he's probably yeah, he's from Scottish. Uh, Saskatoon. Saskatoon is one of the most Canadian names mm-hmm. you can possibly have. I think it's Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. <laughs> <laughs> Some, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know enough about Canada. I don't want to be offensive about it. But. What the fuck? <laughs> Can't be offensive about Canada? No. Um, his name is Roderick George Toombs, which is a pretty badass name. Roderick? Roderick. Roderick, and then Toombs, and with the George in the middle, too. I would use that as a wrestling name. And been like, I'll put you in the tools <laughs> of despair. Um, Roddy. I guess uh, if there's any youngsters out there listening, the, the only thing you're probably familiar with Rowdy Roddy Piper from is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. The Maniac? Yeah. Uh, or, I mean, maybe they were fans of the new WWFE and they uh, they just see Ronda Rousey's Rowdy shirt. Oh, yeah, so I'm guess I guess uh WWF must have owned that design. Yeah, well, you know, hopefully either that or the pay they're paying his estate some money. I don't know. I mean, Roddy Cocker's estate definitely deserves it. That doesn't sound like a very Vince McMahon thing to do. No, it doesn't, does it? I don't get that man. Well, you know, I, I bring on Vince McMahon a lot for being like a kind of just a shitty person in general, but mm. he has paid for a lot of wrestlers like funerals and estates and shit like that. So I'll give him a little bit of credit there. I guess. I guess. He's probably the reason most of them are dead. Yeah, well, because he doesn't provide health care because they're in we'll pay them contract. Right? I mean, yeah. how much money is he worth? Billions, right? He's rich as dude. We talk, I think we talked about this last time, just in uh, his plan to uh, uh, create a wrestling union and Hulk Hogan fucked up. Actually, like I talked about it in another episode. We talked a lot of wrestling shit. Mm, I wrestling. guess it makes sense in this one because there is, it's starting yeah. a wrestler. Also, wrestling. Pretty cool wrestler. Wrestling's cool. I mean, I don't watch it at all anymore. I read the news about it sometimes, but I'm just like, I don't know, it's just interesting the type of environment it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, so, Roddy Piper is a legit-ass dude, apparently. He's a Golden Glove boxer. Mm-hmm. He's got a black belt in judo. Like, uh, yeah, he's probably could have fucked up a lot of dudes in the WWF back in the day. Like, oh, he, I like, think he beat the shit out of Bret Hart. Oh, I'm sure he could have. Um, there, remember, I think it was World WrestleMania 1, he was supposed to have a, a boxing match against Mr. T. Uh, he does have one, doesn't he? Yeah, he does, but uh, he wanted it to be like a legit boxing match. Oh, well, Mr. T couldn't box up. Yeah, and, and I think it ends up being scripted. Cause I, I, hearing Roddy Roddy Piper's life, and then <laughs> hearing him talk about the uh, the WrestleMania event with Mr. T, it makes it seem like he was going to beat the shit out of Mr. T. Well, part of it, he like whips him with the belt. It's pretty intense. Not for professional wrestling, though. He also smashed Jimmy Snooker in the head with the coconut. Famously racist Roddy <laughs> Piper. Yeah, that was wrestling. Well, Jimmy Snooker so. killed a man, so. No, he killed his wife. Oh, it was that his wife? Yeah. I don't remember the, the whole story. Though. Yeah, yeah, he killed his wife for sure. I thought there wasn't another person too? Um, he might have killed a few people. He was crazy, as wrestlers were back then. <laughs> <laughs> um, he got, uh, Snooker got away with it for a little bit. Well, for like 30 years, really. When they put him on trial again, once new evidence was found, he got convicted, but then he died. Um, but yeah, I don't know how he got away the first time. That was like, 
I don't know. She mysteriously died. She was in the hotel room with her husband, who weighs 230 pounds. Um, her head was, like, all caved in and ruined, but it must have been an accident. Wow, I was getting to a dark place uh, already. <laughs> and Vince, Vince McMahon um, helped out with that situation. So, Vince McMahon, not that nice of a guy. <laughs> I never thought <laughs> <laughs> um, It's also fucking Keith David's in this movie. Yeah. Keith David, uh, he's in the thing. That's why he's in this movie, because John Carpenter and him friends. Yeah, well, that's one thing but, I was um, going to say, is, like, John Carpenter must be really cool to work with, because a lot of people come back and work with him. Like, I mean, Kurt Russell movies. When I was watching this movie, I was just like, fucking John Carpenter knows how to make a fucking movie. <laughs> like, compared to most of the other movies we've watched, even the ones that are, like, relatively good, this is just, like, fucking, I don't need dialogue, we're going to move at the perfect pace, like, this scene, this scene, this scene. I don't like, it's like David Fincher. Except for less mechanical. You're just like, fucking, this is how you make a movie. You know, yeah, no, the, I guess the way I present it is his scene economy is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, like no. It's an hour and 30 minutes, but it feel, and uh, I don't think there's a single wasted scene in the entire movie. Mm-hmm. There's like no waste at all in it, really. Um, yeah, it's only an hour and 34 minutes. You're right. I wrote that down. Uh, it's got a 7.3 on IMDb. Scene was kind of low. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not my favorite John Carpenter movie. <laughs> I mean, it's not Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Or The Thing. Oh, yeah, The Thing. Or, um... Escape from New York. Escape from New York. No one ever says Halloween, I feel like. Yeah, but that's a really good one. Mm-hmm. But Escape I from L.A. Hey, Halloween's, like, I guess in my top five John Carpenter movies. <laughs> but it'd be fifth after they live. I, I think, think it's funny that, that uh, Halloween is... Oh, I guess it's in my top five. Even though it's probably one of the best slasher movies of all time. Probably the best slasher movie of all time. I like Black Christmas slightly more than Halloween. Just because Black Christmas is like the first one to do it yeah. in the United States. But yeah, Halloween. Mm-hmm. And Halloween is a better made movie than Black Christmas. Mm-hmm. Plus it's got Jimmy Curtis. Yeah, uh, she's the daughter of Janet Lee. Uh, well, another thing this movie is probably famous for to the kids. Which I was just thinking about how um, Weird it is. this movie is kind of filtered out into culture without people being aware this movie exists, kind of. Um, so the long-ass fight scene... From South Park? Yeah, yeah. the cripple fight. It's total recreation of the fight scene in this movie. I mean, they're, the two guys from South Park are very upfront about that. I just don't think that when people watch the... Uh, like, if I showed the fight scene from They Live to a bunch of people, most of them are going to know it from South Park. and like, oh, they mm-hmm. copied South Park. Yeah, even though it'd be like, this movie's clearly before South Park existed. <laughs> uh, well, maybe if you show them the Blu-ray remaster, but I feel like you can still tell like, the film quality's different and that sort of thing. Yeah. And of course, also... You should be able to tell by uh, Rowdy Rowdy Piper's hair, really. And being alive. <laughs> um, also, Shepard Ferry, the famous graffiti man, you know, that did Obey. Basically made a career out of Obey, and sometimes it's Andre the Giant. Like He made a brand out of it, that sort of shit. Directly stolen from this movie. Basically, his whole career is just him copying stuff from this movie. <laughs> like, this entire Suck it. brand he created is just, oh, I saw it in They Live. Which is uh, oh, it's so ironic. Which is too, right? perfectly fine had he just done it, like, randomly in random places and not, like, turned it into, like, a business and selling so it. So weird. Then, like, so fucking weird. It would have been interesting as an art experiment, but as soon as it became, like, a brand or a business or whatever, it's like, fucking, you fucking idiot. But, yeah, I don't know. Do you kids, I still see kids wearing fucking shirts that say Obey on it. It's probably a collaborator. Yeah. Yeah, it's just <laughs> the exact opposite message of this film. 
And speaking of which, uh, in recent times, the neo-Nazis, far-right, white nationalists, whatever you want to call them, have flashed on this movie. And they think it's about the secret conspiracy that Jews run the entire world. I mean, my face is not coming through in the podcast, but my, both my eyebrows are furrowed. Well, it's... So it's uh, cat's eyebrows. Look at him. Yeah. He's confused about it. He's like, what the fuck? He's like, that don't make no damn sense. Um, it got big enough that um, John Carpenter... Had to come out and be like, you guys are dumb. Comment about it. And I wrote it down because it's pretty good. Sweet. Here we go. <clears throat> they Live is about yuppies and unrestrained capitalism. It has nothing to do with Jewish control of the world, which is slander and a lie. <laughs> and uh, what's interesting, what's great about it really is... I was just another honest. example of fucking people on the right, like, fucking not getting it. Like, they don't get it. You know what I mean? They're, like, I don't trust the government. I don't know why. It's probably because they're Jews and reptiles. But no, it's because they're fucking big corporations that buy everything and sell you everything what this movie's about <laughs> they're like nah nah it's gotta be about the Jews or reptiles reptilians coming from the center of the earth oh also this is David Icke's favorite movie the guy that talks about reptilians all the time what the fucking shit it's <laughs> not that hard Like, it, my 10 year old son would figure this fucking shit out no it's it fucking beats you over the head with the It's and like, literally it's not he's not hiding this message at all it's nakedly about capitalism yeah, they straight up say it. <laughs> like a lot of you literally he times. puts the glasses on and looks at a fucking billboard, and it just says "obey." <laughs> yeah, but you know, it, it's aliens in this movie, and aliens. No, it's not. Are similar. To, They're just saying that the one percent are like aliens to the working man. Well, I mean, um, so in the movie, they are literally aliens. Yeah, but I mean, that's, that's the allegory. The, that's the allegory. Yeah. I'm trying to get at. Yeah, that's my thing. Why do you guys not understand allegory? What the fuck? Of course they do, because they're trying to create their own allegorical narrative. That's yeah, but a stupid allegory. That's not fair. Yeah, they just fucking fucking read into it. They don't get it. Don't get it. That's what I'm talking about. They're like they're the dumbasses that need fucking glasses. They're fucking all these just way off base. What they must? You know, they they fucking love the cops, but they hate ATF. How does that make sense? I don't know. That's just weird to me. They hate black people, but they love the Black Panther. Oh yeah, I did see like some. I don't get it. Like, I mean, I'm a white nationalist, and I even I like Black Panther. You fucking dumb, son. And the worst about it though is, uh, fucking when they're like, oh nah, I'm not. Uh, I mean, my political views are far right, but socially, I'm just too scared to say I'm far right. Because <laughs> <laughs> this that shit all the time where they try to like be clever and like. Uh, nah, nah, I'm just a centrist, I'm a classical liberal, well, mm-hmm. no, you're not, you're talking bullshit, you're just mad up and say you're a fucking Nazi. No fight about it. That's the point, they don't want to fight about it. Yeah, because they're pussies, calling you out. Every single one of you, especially what, Gavin McGinnis, the guy that created the Proud Boys, he looks like a little bitch. He's leaving the Proud Boys because he's losing money. That's right, he's selling you bullshit too. Obey! Obey. Alright, fucking let's talk about the movie now. We kind of already are. Really? This is what the movie is about. I don't think John Carpenter is like a straight up Marxist, and it's not like a. Well, obviously he's not. He's, he does make you know movies with Kurt Russell. Mm hmm. And but, he also, um, now he just makes music with his kids. He performed at Coachella last year. Is it any good? Yeah, his music's cool. I mean, he's done his own music for every yeah, single movie. True. Oh, in fact, you can see, like, his soundtrack work is evolving by the time you get to this movie. Yeah, there's a couple that the main score I don't like. 
the mo- one's like just mostly bass. Oh, it's like kind of bluesy. Yeah, like the, that's how the movie starts. Mm-hmm. I don't like that, but the like the general like Western vibe they have. Like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I think it's to accentuate like the urban hellscape. Like he's yeah. down on his luck, so it's like. Well, the movie first meeting, he's like, "Oh, I lost my job. I'm out here in LA looking for work." Fourteen banks were closed in Denver, and that lady's like, "I don't give a fuck, man. We ain't got no jobs." <laughs> I was gonna work in a fucking shanty town. Mm-hmm. Right the only thing I'll say is that if this is an LA shanty town in the eighties, there are way too many white people. Um, I don't think it's LA. It's Los Angeles. Is it supposed to be? Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, it should be mostly like um, like migrants and stuff. Mm-hmm. Wait, is migrant the right word? I know there's immigrants. Like, no, I don't know. I, don't I saw Born Yeah, I know there's like different. Oh, they have. There's different... Mexican and other than Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Mexican, El Salvadorian, Guatemalan. That's what I said. Yeah. Central American. Yeah, there should be uh, plenty of those guys. But no, they are mostly white. And they're like old and fat. Mm-hmm. Which. Probably well, I mean, not because you're doing manual labor. Yeah. Junk, uh. Roddy Piper and Keith David are built like brick shit houses though. Yeah. <laughs> What's um I mean this is eighty seven, so uh Piper's like basically still wrestling at this point. Yeah. I think he had to didn't he have to like leave to do this movie? Uh he this is after WrestleMania three when he kinda had like a soft retirement anyways. And he was only appearing on WWF to do like Piper's Pit. Piper's Pit, right? Yeah. And commentary maybe. But like that's the thing is him and Vince like didn't get along ever. Everyone else liked Piper, and the fans wanted him around, you know? So it's like, well, I can make money off this guy, but sometimes he yells at me. <laughs> sometimes it really uh, takes the piss out of me. Yeah, so he's still in fighting shape. Uh, we get to see him doing construction work, I guess. He's just kind of smashing rocks. Mm-hmm. As he sure did. Rocks. I mean, you gotta... Can't really tell exactly what they're doing. They're making a building, but like, <laughs> I, like, well, I don't know what part of the construction they're on. Yeah, what part they're on. Um, I like that uh, he goes to the job site and he's like, ah, you got any work? He's like, ah, and the foreman's it's a like, union job. Union job. And he looks over and he's like, mm, those are brown people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, let me talk to the shop steward. <laughs> and he gets a job because it's not a union job. At first, I was worried that they were going to like do a joke shitting on the unions where he's like, this is a union job. And they cover the guys just fucking around. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, man, those damn unions. They're like some of the carpenters, so. It wouldn't really fit with this movie anyway, yeah. since that's kind of the point of the union. I bet he gets a job. He's like, shit, man, time to fucking break these rocks. Oh, previously he had seen a preacher, a blind preacher, who was telling the truth for once. This preacher wasn't lying to mm-hmm. get your money. Uh, that's like something I would have changed about this movie is uh, I would have made the clergy also mostly evil aliens. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I will say that they don't necessarily say that the clergy is the good guys it's just that that's particularly a street preacher yeah that one street preacher mm-hmm. and then the guys he's working with are all working or hiding out in that church because you know there isn't any actual congregation beyond that street preacher that's a good point so don't give the the clergy an unnecessary due yeah my, I'm sure Pope's lizard person. the Pope is definitely one of these alien fucks he's a collaborator Roddy Piper meets uh, Keith David well first the foreman I guess I don't know I guess he's the foreman, but I I think he's not a union guy, so he's not really the boss. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, uh, you can't sleep here, no sleeping on the site, you fucking hobo. So Keith David's like, hey, I know a place, it's Shanty Town, we get something to eat, let's do it. And Piper kind of just follows him. 
Yeah. <laughs> like a <laughs> well, my note here says just two suspicious guys. Because <laughs> Keith David's like, all right, I don't like someone following me and found another reason they're following me. And Pepper's like, well, I don't like following anyone unless I know where they're going. <laughs> all right, guys. Somehow you'll figure it out. Yeah, but they do make it to the cool shanty town. They meet Gilbert. And he's like, you got some tools? Go fix that shower. You've been working all day. Go fix that shower. <laughs> you want some food? Fix that shower. Shantytown, middle of L.A. Not as diverse as you would expect. Mm-hmm. At all. Also, it seems like there's a dozen people living there anyways. Yeah. Which I guess you gotta keep your shantytown small. Because they will crack down on that shit. Uh, I never... No, I get from the, like, the setup to this movie that it's like a... Another depression going on, and so we have Hoovervilles popping up all over the place. I could be wrong, but that's my impression. Well, I don't think it's supposed to be um, a future timeline or an alternate timeline. You're talking about savings alone? Yeah. Ten banks just closed down, is that what you're... Yeah, I think it's just, this is just 1987, and I mean, we don't see Reagan, but... You kind of do. Oh yeah, we don't ever see who that alien is giving the speech. Yeah, but he sounds very Reagan-like, doesn't mm-hmm. he? He does. Yeah. So it's morning in America, a beautiful day, and we don't need the cynicism. There's no time to have our pessimism at this point. Oh, hey, it's like morning in America. Oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> no, he's like, hey, he's just got all and can't think straight anymore. Mm. Your so trickle-down economics. Um, we sell guns to the Contras and get the cocaine and the Contra codes. <laughs> <laughs> we give it to white people because um, Reagan sucks. I'm glad Reagan did. Can't believe he was president. So <laughs> weird. You fucking still tell me that right now. But there's a man named Donald Trump that's president. And you're like, oh, I can't believe Ronald Reagan was president. Yeah, compared but, to Donald mm-hmm. Trump, Ronald Reagan is a fucking genius. Yeah, but he was a bad actor in some lame cowboy movies. Donald Trump was a bad actor in a lot of movies. <clears throat> he was in no. Home Alone too. Yeah, Lost in New York. It's that way. It's over there, huh? Are you Home Alone? It's over there. <laughs> I saw like a clickhole article or the Onion where it was like, um, <laughs> there, there's originally they claim that there's originally more lines in that scene that he wouldn't <laughs> stop yelling the N word. <laughs> So they had to cut it down to just that line. Uh, <laughs> you know he's in the little assholes, right? Yeah, in the crowd, right? He's the rich boy's daddy. He's the rich boy's daddy, which is great. But the uh, in the credits for the movie, they're showing like some outtakes, and he's like bitching about the popcorn they have him eat. He's like, "This popcorn—it's the worst popcorn ever. It's gross. It's disgusting." I'm just sitting, sit here. <laughs> JFK now? Yeah, I can't do Donald Trump. I got it. It's not even, I mean, that was like, I can do a better JFK, right? <laughs> <laughs> JFK. I'll do JFK as Donald Trump. Um, I guess that, what's JFK's credentials for being president? I guess he went to school, went to law school, fought in a war. I mean, he's definitely more than me. Yeah, he, um. He saved some guys in a war, too. All his family were involved in politics. Hmm. J- and. JFK, JFK is a pretty cool guy that didn't afraid of anything. <laughs> uh, there's a bunch of Colt 45 advertisements all around this shanty town. That's how they do it. Yep. I mean, let's, you see that. Come on, let's be honest. You see that now. 
Well, yeah. Quiet Reds have like malt liquor and liquor, well, no, liquor and stores and, and uh, check cashing places everywhere. Yeah, and, like payday loans. Mm-hmm. So not payday loans anymore, but like auto loans. Yeah. Well, they don't auto, have payday loans anymore. Not in Arizona. They clamp down on that shit. It's pretty but, smart. About yeah, Arizona. but they just made change to title loans. Oh, oh, you can get a loan on your title, your car title. That's slippery slope. Because payday loans are too, you just get thousands of dollars in debt. Same thing. But that's the thing, uh, they're, they're phrased that being poor charges interest. Mm-hmm. Poverty comes with interest. I just saw someone about that today. I think mm-hmm. you, know, you can't afford to clean your teeth this week, so next year, root you gotta canal. pay for root canal. <laughs> yep, and that's what fucking this movie's all about. Obey! Obey! Consume! Um... And fucking here's where they get to it. Piper and Keith David are having a nice little meal next to their Colt 45 advertisements. And uh, Keith David's like, fucking steel companies fails. We bail them out. And they gave themselves raises. Does that sound familiar? I've never heard of anything like that. What? You dweeb. It was recent. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, the banking industry. The auto industry. Are you telling me that uh, Attorney General Eric Holder failed us after 2008? Yes. Absolutely. Oh. Rowdy Roddy Piper's like, oh man, he's got impatient. Everyone will go through hard times. I just, I love America. Everything will be all right. <laughs> and then Keith David. He's like, shut up. You're from Canada. Yeah, no, he says exactly what I was thinking, exactly what I think every day. And he's like, I'm all out of patience. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we get to see TV Man. He's talking. He's like, they're, they're, they're controlling us. They control all the money. They keep you poor. They keep you dumb. They won't let you think. You're under their thumbs. You're just a bunch of mindless automatons doing what they want. And I was like, oh, shit. 2018. Well, I guess, you know. Or Australia. The, since the dawn of time. Yeah, I was going to say, it just goes to show you that nothing's really changed. No. I mean, that's why we just need communist revolution after communist revolution. <laughs> They've all worked out. <laughs> So we just got to continue them. A couple. I mean, there's some bits of revolutions that worked out. Not, not a lot of communist ones, but... No. I'm, so that's the thing is, the American Revolution was a major turning point for society in general. wasn't good enough, or it wasn't sustainable. We got to the point where we need another revolution for society to spur onwards into whatever's going to happen next, because we're getting a tipping point where, like, no, nah, it's just not working anymore. We need to change a lot of stuff. And how's it going to happen? Fucking blood. <laughs> I'm going to dump some tea in your awake and hope for the best. Yeah, what kind of, like, what would be a good sort of allegorical protest you could do now? I mean, there's no way to really do it, but don't, you, you you have to straight up general strike, and yeah. people just refuse to go to work and consume or produce for a week, and that will be enough. Yeah, but that won't ever happen. Yeah, I know. Because I can't even miss work to go to a regular-ass protest. Miss a whole week of work. My job's ain't that good, but... But I'm saying everybody did it. You know what I mean? Collectively, we have the power to make the change, but we don't have collectively the uh, will. We also don't have the same goals. Because just like in this film, how there's people that will sell out humanity so they can be rich. Right. I see people all over the internet that are like, no, let corporations do what they want. Survival of the fittest. It's totally fine for everything to be unjust. As long as I'm rich. Like, I'll be rich someday. 
I know I'm only posted on Reddit right now, but I'm going to school to be a computer programmer. I'm going to be rich. We'll do anything to be rich. That's what uh, that's the line of the movie right there. <laughs> yeah. Including start a podcast. Go to adventureproductions.com. Yeah, get us some ads. We also would like you to consume mm-hmm. our ads. I don't want to be rich, though. I just like to not have a regular ass job. You know, there's a um, Kurt Vonnegut story. I'm full of Kurt Vonnegut stories. Uh, but uh, uh, he's at a party, right? With like another poet, writer, and I can't remember the dude's name. And he's talking to him, and someone else walks in. And it's like this big, you know, banker. And Vonnegut turns to his poet friend, and he's, he's talking to him, and he says, you know, uh, you've written all these great poems, and, and people love your work, and it's going to live on after you, but you'll never have as much money as is that banker over there that no one knows about, no one cares about. And the poet goes, yeah, but I'll have something he never has. Yeah, that's the thing I don't get about, like, fucking Jeff Bezos or uh, Tesla Man. Or Elon Musk. Yeah, like, fucking, what, or anyone who's, like, steering the ship right now at the very tippy top where all they're doing is let's destroy the environment, let's take everything from the people, run out of money, so we gotta find new ways to steal more money. Like, fucking, what's the point? You just gonna be king of the ashes or what? Yeah. Uh, Noel Chomsky said, like, today's sort of uh, conservative leadership, capitalist leadership we have is worse than Nazi Germany. His argument was, at least Nazi Germany, as evil as it was, did have some sort of ethos. They had a goal. The powers that be... Did they have a goal, though? Yeah. I mean, fucking... But I don't know. I, I would argue. Uh, I don't know. I guess my point is that with the whole Noam Chomsky's argument for that mm-hmm. is that Nazi, the Nazis in Germany, and the people at the tippy top of Nazi Germany, and the people in tippy top of the Republican Party, they have the, they have the same goal. It's just the accumulation of power. Well, they're I mean, just going about it different ways. Well, I'm not talking specifically just the Republican Party. I mean, just, I mean like capitalism in general. Yeah, yeah. yeah I get what you're saying, but I guess my thing is that. But I don't think the Nazis were. I think his argument is the Nazis weren't going to destroy the entire Earth just so they could say, we did it. Yep, I don't know, but I don't necessarily think that everybody at the upper echelons in Nazi Germany believed that, you know, Jews were the problem that... that oh, no, lots of them did it for money. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Noam Chomsky's wrong. Mm-hmm. Nazi Germany and, and capitalism, it's the same fucking problem. It's money and power. Yeah, is that just the... Is the problem really just humanity? The problem is just humanity. We're, yeah. we're just not. There's no way. There's no way a solution to that problem. You just have to try to be better and and realize that we all have that same. Yeah, that's reality. the thing. Is um, when I see people have discussions about these sort of things, like the limits we should have on corporations and more regulation and stuff like that, and then average everyday people make the argument like, "Oh, why?" It doesn't seem. Fair and say, well, because fucking it's not just for them to just be able to do what they want, and yeah, break any laws. They yeah, they're want not a and, person, they don't have the same rights as you or, or I. Well, yeah, like, and it's like, oh, why, why, it's not fair. No, I'm not saying it's not, I don't care if it's fair or unfair, it is not just, yeah. it's not ethical, and it's not, this shouldn't be just. Wait, wait, this is not an argument about fairness, this is an argument about ethics and morality. What's well, right. Because they break laws all the time. Wells Fargo, they're a criminal organization. Yeah, that's true of most financial institutions. They're all doing some shitty shit because they're they're worried about their next quarter and they need to have sustained growth. Yeah, and 
So I can go to jail the rest of my life for having some drugs on me or some property crime or some bullshit like that. They steal millions and billions of dollars dollars. straight up from the people and the government. And then they're like, well, just pay a $400,000 fine and say you're sorry. The fact that there's also, even for everyday property crime bullshit like that, you could just pay a fine. That means there's uh, laws for the poor and not for the rich. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. This is an unjust country, unjust society, because this exists kind of perpetually in yeah. the Western world. And let's not even talk Western about world. the Eastern world. Oh, oh, oh my God. What's going on in China right now? What's your social score, pal? I would probably be really bad, to be honest, <laughs> if I was in China. Like, I'd be one of those people like, you can't book a flight. You can't even leave your neighborhood. Get a job. Yeah, right. You're lucky you're not in prison right now. And actually, in fact, you're a prisoner right now. Yeah. No, I wouldn't want to live in China. And the way they presented it to the people, too, like, it's going to make society better. Everyone's going to be more responsible, and we're going to really change the course of China. Blah, blah, blah. Like, fucking, nah. Mm. Everyone just... Sounds very maliced. Yeah. Oddly enough. The great leap forward, pal. I guess he kind of did kickstart it a little bit. I guess, yeah. That's why China's in the position they're in now, economically. But who would want to be Chinese? I mean... Or Chinese citizen, I mean, if yeah, you're ethnically yeah. Chinese, no problem, that's cool. But who would want to live in China under the yoke of Xi Jinping? Emperor Ping. God Emperor Ping. God Emperor Pooh. I know, like, fucking Trump looks at these guys and he's like, oh man, someday, you know, me and Vlad and Xi Jinping. And uh, Erdogan and Erdogan. Um, the leader of the Philippines, right? Duterte? Yeah, Duterte. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean... I, this movie has made a very political... Aspect. This is a really political movie. I honestly feel like it is like a Marxist dirge. Sort of. Not quite. It's, well, more it's like anti-capitalist. We'll it's just say. Yeah, so it's uh, anti-capitalist, pro-working man. Yeah. Which is... That's me. <laughs> this is one of my favorite movies of all time now. Whenever someone's like... Not only that, but Roddy Piper just delivers like one liner after one liner. Oh shit! So his most famous line, which another thing that probably everyone's familiar with, you haven't seen it. Mirror chew bubble gum and kick ass. I'm all out of bubble gum. Uh, he ad libbed that. Well, he didn't ad lib it. It's something he'd written for like just an idea he had for wrestling. Oh shit! Promos and shit. And he just threw that in there, and John Carpenter was like, "Yep." Uh, <laughs> Based on that and Keep most of his other great <laughs> lines in this movie, I'm pretty sure a lot of these lines are just Roddy Piper. Yeah, because some of them were just fucking crazy. <laughs> I, I kept like there's a. I didn't keep bringing it with me. Yeah, we're about to have um another good one right here. Um, well, it's great. There's a he has a series of them when he's just blowing people away. <laughs> yeah. Well, right now this is where he's going to investigate investigate the church. He's a. He's like real suspicious about what's going on. Yeah. He swindles some binoculars off of a kid, never gives them back to him. He's had those binoculars for like a whole day. He's like, these are just mine now. Um, he's like, man, what's going on in there? Choir practice ran a little late, huh? Mm-hmm. Four in the morning? Mm-hmm. 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 Old Piper knows what's going on. Like he sneaks in there and he sees that they're cooking meth. <laughs> 80s style. Piper meth. Yeah, well, I guess they're. Maybe that that's them making the sunglasses or something. Yeah, I assume it's the sunglasses. Because they're they're the resistance. They're the people that are beaming the signal. 
trying to wake everybody up. The resistance in this movie and the resistance in the Running Man are very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ghetto Bird flies by and it's like chop 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 chop. Everyone involved with the church is like, oh fuck, skedaddle. But uh, Piper's watching and Keith David comes up and he's like, something's up with that church. Keith David was just like, fucking don't worry about it, right? Your damn business, he's buddy. like, I'm, I'm out here. Walking the white line, I don't bother anyone, no one bothers me. And here's a great Roddy Piper line that says, White line's in the middle of the road, worst place to drive. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah, you're damn right, Roddy Piper. Yeah, you're not wrong. (laughs) Roddy Piper, philosophy. But yeah, I guess they're spotted by the Popos in that ghetto bird. Um, And then they show up, and they're just like, you know what? Let's fucking kill everyone. <laughs> Bulldoze the shantytown. Mm-hmm. Bulldoze shantytown. Tear up the church. Chasing people around. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't know. If they're involved in any way. They're just like, whatever, get them. Which is... That's kind of happen. Please don't know. Yeah, that's what happens now. What's happened since the dawn of time. Lucky Keith David got away. <laughs> yeah, I We see uh, Piper call out to him. But we don't see him actually escape. Yeah, he's like, fucking run, like, Frank. Frank. Oh, God, Frank. Uh, and they put up very little resistance. They show like a couple guys trying to run into the shields. But yeah, it's not like, very hard. Yeah. It seems like they're trying to run past them. Yeah, there's also only like a dozen or so cops with the shields. So you feel like you're in like, a real shanty town with a bunch of hard nosed middle class uh, construction Working workers. Working men. Yeah, like, no, fuck Smash off. Smash through those guys. Fuck off, popo. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Piper's got to escape. He finds the kid that he stole binoculars from. And he's like, come on, kids. And then he teaches him, like, a human shield. I, like, I know he's supposed to be saving him. Yeah. <laughs> he's kind of like, yeah, let's go. Hold on. He's creeping around in this building. He meets some other escapees in the spooky building. Yeah. And there's that one black dude that's, like, having a little affair with a cigarette the entire time. He's smoking the cigarette like um, a guy that smokes a lot of weed. And he knows the cigarette because I could see the filter, mm-hmm. but like he's smoking, like he smokes a lot. Of weed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next day, though, everything's kind of business as usual, right? Yeah, I mean, like, they no one's at the shanty town. Shanty destroyed. The TV's still on, though. Yeah, they're kind of rummaging through it, trying to find their, I'm trying to find their belongings or whatever's left. Whatever shitty belongings. And it's like, well, Piper's lost all his tools. That's yeah, not yeah, because he's, he's like, where's my backpack? At? How am I gonna do a job? But it's rocks right. He's turns back into the detective piper and he goes back to the church to investigate. Yeah, and he keeps up on that uh, false door. Yeah. It's sunglasses. And he's like, the fuck? Sunglasses. Thought they were cooking meth. I was about to get real high. <laughs> he hides in like the worst place possible too. He's like, I'm gonna come back for these later in this garbage can. Yeah, like fucking no one takes out the trash ever? Why? He's like, alright, these should be safe here forever. <laughs> But uh, he does pop a pair of them on because he's like, well, you know. I'm like real cool. Yeah, we looking good anyways. Uh, later on, yeah, I guess we could wait to say this, but whatever, fuck it. When Frank puts on those sunglasses, uh, Keith David, with those sunglasses on, looks a lot like Dave Chappelle. Hmm. Uh, not with them off, their eyes are on similar arm. But if they both put on the sunglasses, I saw some, I saw some Chappelle. Shit, we need to talk about Keith David a little bit more. I forgot to go over this fan's credentials. He's probably appeared in more movies than Samuel L. Jackson. He's been a lot of shit. He's yeah. been in a lot of movies. He's also the voice of Goliath, right? Mm-hmm. From Gargoyles. Uh, Captain Anderson in the Mass Effect trilogy. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of voiceover work because his voice is phenomenal. Um, but he's in this movie, The Thing. Uh, fucking a real standout performance in Requiem for a Dream. 
<laughs> Come on, baby. I know it's pretty, but I didn't just let it out for air. <laughs> Big Tim. Big Tim. I'm still working quite a bit. I was going through his uh, IMDb page. And yeah, he's just got a lot of credits. Voiceover work, a lot of it, a lot of TV stuff now. But um, he was in Nice Guys, the Shane Black movie with Russell Crowe. Yeah, I was thinking it. was really good. Yeah, and <laughs> I don't, he just has a lot of like really funny fight scenes with Russell Crowe. <laughs> so yeah, he's really good. <laughs> and yeah, Keith David's the best. Check out some of his films. I highly recommend Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> He's not, I mean, he's only in that part of the Yeah, but like when he shows up, you're like, oof, alright, this is one of the greatest movies of all time. <laughs> it's really, it's making me feel really good. Uh, definitely like, watch it, not first date, but like second date. It's a good second or third date. Yeah, second date, I think. Maybe, uh, maybe invite someone over, cook them a nice dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, get, you spaghetti, know, something romantic. Yeah, get garlic bread. Real romantic with it. Um, you know, some nice wine. Probably, I mean, heroin or cocaine. Cocaine? Yeah, whichever. I think should. heroin is more appropriate, but... Well, um, Jennifer Connelly, she likes cocaine in the movie. Mm. She does heroin, too, but she likes cocaine. Ah, oh, damn, I ruined the mystique. <laughs> you just ruined the whole point. Yeah. I mean, they, she likes uh, puppies and candles. Yeah, and shopping, and... Um, She's just, Keith um, David's uh, unrequited her dad. Um, he's got the cool shades on now. He's looking around. The first thing he notices is the ground looks weird. It's all black and white. Mm-hmm. And he starts looking around. His billboards just say commands. Obey. Obey. Stay asleep. He sees Watch a good you. one that's like a, a sexy lady. And it's like, go to the Caribbean. And it just says, get married and reproduce. <laughs> and <it's> like, ha, ha, ha. Take that, middle class mores. I say that as a lonely man. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, I don't want a wife and kids. That shit ain't for me. I'm living a non-mainstream life. I'm doing my own thing. I'm going to George Clooney it, secretly. George Clooney has a wife and kids. Alone and scared. <laughs> yeah, but he waited till he was like 60. <laughs> right? He's pretty old now. Oh, he's six. I don't know. He's, he, yeah, he's in, what? That's not important in this movie, but... No, but that's my point. I'm just George Clooney in it. No big deal. I'm not just teetering on the edge of becoming a serial killer. That's a joke. I'm not going to lie. Let's say how you... That's not what the Unibomber's brother thought, too. (laughs) Well, that's uh, the usually sort of thing that happens with a lot of serial killers. Is They're in their 30s, isolated. They um, feel pressure from society to accomplish these certain goals, but they haven't really accomplished any of them, and they're just aimless, that sort of thing, and eats away at them, and then... I've accomplished nothing, Kyle. You got um a degree while you were working full-time and raising kids. Yeah, it's not really accomplished. It's pretty cool. Yes. You got a wife, and three kids, and ah. a dog, and a cat. Ooh! <laughs> Your cat sleeps a lot, though. Yeah, that's what cats do. One time, he pooped on me. Pretty sure you did it twice. Well, one time it was like he pooped on me. The other time it was like his like his anal glands expressed themselves <laughs> on me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so Piper's walking around and he's like, starts seeing some real ugly looking people, and he starts commenting on it. <laughs> yeah, at the grocery store. Well, first the uh, some banker guy, he's like looking at him at the magazine stand. And the banker is like, "What's your problem?" And I would have been like. Fucking you, you bourgeois pig. 
Sie mal vorher sagen. Ja, ja. Some white-haired 60-year-old banker man in the the uh, fucking monkey suit, the uniform of the bourgeois. Like, fucking you, you pig. Uh, yeah, but then he starts clowning on the old lady at the grocery store. <laughs> He's like, you look like you dipped your head in cheese 50 years ago. <laughs> yeah. You're all right, but she's ugly. And then she's like, I got one that can see. And she's talking into her watch. Just communicating. And you're like, oh, yeah. Johnny Quest over there. Do you think, like, so he doesn't have any guidance for what's going on, right? He's just got the sunglasses and he yeah. starts looking around. That was a really cool way for him to realize something larger is going on. Not that he's just like fucking losing his mind or they're just secretly monsters everywhere, but like there's the conspiracy. Yeah, larger. So you can see there's more going on. He's like, that's pretty fucking weird. But <laughs> how he's going to solve this problem is a murder. <laughs> he's like, well, I don't know anything else to do. You better shoot everybody. Yeah. Well, I mean, first he's kind of walking along and the cops accost him. Yeah, some, they're alien cops. Yeah. Uh, and he, so he shoots them. As, as one does, he doesn't have a choice. Well, After he's he like, kicks the show, I'm not human, so let's shoot him. Right? I mean, that would be my mentality, right? I think so in this situation where you see all the weird commands and you saw the TV broadcast and, like, they seem to be really sort of... Um, yeah, malicious of uh, yeah. some kind. I'd be like, let's fucking kill him. Also, they show up and the, the one cop is already kind of reaching for his gun. And the other cop's giving him the standard cop talk. Like, hey, you know, it's just a misunderstanding. Come back to the station. We don't want any trouble. Us. We you don't have to over the floor. Yeah, yet. we'll just bring you back to the station. We can talk about it, get you something to drink, and then get a false confession out of you and put you in prison for 30 years. I imagine they're just going to disappear him if he's already seen that. Oh, you need to see uh, Yeah. Oh, I was talking about in real life what Jesus. they do. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, you've got a learning disability. Hmm. We need to bring you in for questions. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he kills these two cops. Gets some good. He's like, ah, so you died just like us. Huh? Hmm? Oh, and also, he's like, you guys goddamn ugly. <laughs> like, well, you look as ugly as us too. Look as ugly to us as we do to you. Which are the ending scene. We're going to have a few questions when we get to that point. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Cops are blasted. Next scene we see, he's got like fucking both shotguns from the cruiser, the revolvers. He's like, fuck this, man. I'm killing them. I'm going to get them all. It's like when you play um, that zombie game where you're a cameraman, the Capcom. Oh, Dead Rising? Yeah, where like, can you ever kill all the zombies? You know, like, what if you just posted up one part of the mall and it's going crazy? Yeah. So, like, he could have done that. He's gone to the mall, barricaded himself, <laughs> got enough weapons, and just tried to slowly get all the aliens. I think, think of more of a, like, a Metal Gear Solid situation where you've been discovered, mm-hmm. and you're like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, he's going to shoot everybody in the bank. And he starts, he does, he's shooting them. Only aliens, though. So, he's yeah, he a really was. good shot. Also... Got a lot of range on that shotgun. Yeah, it's impressive. Mm-hmm. And then one of the aliens talking to his wrist communicator, and he's describing Roddy Piper. He's like, yeah, he looks like a fucking professional wrestler. He's the biggest dude I've ever seen in real life. And he's got guns. And another great uh, Roddy Piper line, he goes, Mama don't like towels. He points his gun at him, and he pops away. He's like, zoop. And Piper's like, ah, shit. Maybe I am hallucinating. 
He makes a daring escape, and he kidnaps a woman who is a human. Holly Thompson. Holly Thompson. Cable 54, assistant director. Played by Meg Foster, who Car- John Carpenter saw on like, a Canadian made-for-TV movie. And he was like, she's pretty good. <laughs> so good for her. And then they're riding in a car, and he's like, the first question is like, well, you married? <laughs> we'll bang, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yes. They pull it to, uh, but I guess he's actually asking her to make sure no one's going to be at their house. Yeah, he's trying walk. to see where he can go back to the house and not worry about it. Yeah. I think. Alec is so shit. He's like, well, the world's going to shit, so see what I can do. Ain't on a dab, right? She's like, I'm 45. <laughs> um, pull it to her house. One of her neighbors is a Lou Albano lookalike. <laughs> uh, my notes, she just says, gay? Yeah, they're a gay couple for yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm sorry. But one of them, he was looking like Lou Albano. Like, like a white Lou Albano. I mean, Lou Albano. Whiter Lou Albano, white. I guess. I believe he's like, probably Greek, right? Yeah. Or Italian. Those, you should, you know, are they considered white? I don't know. What year is it? <laughs> That's true, right? Yeah. Piper collapses onto her floor. He's uh, pinching his nose because he's just like, oh, man. And he just looks real exhausted. And I was like, oh, that's me after work. <laughs> after after to talk and experience all these goddamn shitty aliens. Uh, he looks like he's going to sleep. He's closing his eyes. But it's only been a few seconds before she, like... Alright, time to unleash my master plan. I'm gonna stand <laughs> yeah. up. I'm gonna trick him here. It's well, you didn't fucking wait for it long. What are you doing? He's like, Don't fuck with me. And she pushes him out the window. <laughs> and then she's like, I'm thirsty. And then she goes and gets wine. It doesn't quench your thirst. What kind of thirst did she really have? She's not a hot. No, she's just a She has to drink away the bitter pain of being a collaborator to the alien oppressors. Do you think she's already a collaborator at this point? I, she's a bushy TV executive. Yeah, I think she's already a collaborator. Oh, probably. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. I don't think she, like, discovered the... Met Piper, discovered the hideout, and then became a collaborator after that. I think she's been a collaborator the entire movie. That makes a lot of sense. There's a scene about her apartment. After all, like you said, he she uh, <laughs> smashed him with a wine glass, throws him out the fucking panel window in her badass house. And then he rolls down it. Like he, he rolls pretty far. Um, and he's hurt. Oh, he's hurt bad. Oh, he's hurt. My note says, oh, he did. But luckily, it's Roddy Piper. Nothing can stop him. <laughs> uh, he loses his glasses, though. Yeah. Oh, he does. And then the scene, they um, they show her looking at the glasses. Like, as if, like, oh, she's going to make the discovery. But I guess maybe that's just to throw us off. She might already be a collaborator at that point. Mm-hmm. My thing is, she saw the aliens, and she's like, who the fuck are you guys? And they're like, hey, you want to be rich? And she's like, I do. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, I do. You feel me. Uh, she calls the cops. They're rolling up. Piper's like, gotta get the fuck out of here. She goes, finds Frank. Yeah, I mean, where else is he going to go? Uh, Frank's got weird morality, I guess. <laughs> as far as he knows, Piper's just gone on a shooting spree. Yeah, he's waiting for... No reason. He's like, no, nah, get he's the fuck like, out of here. He's like, get out of here. Don't let anyone see you. Go hide, dummy. He's like, I knew for a couple of days and he went crazy, but like, I'll he's give you the benefit of the doubt. He's like, what? And he's like, fine, I'll go get my glasses. And of course, the trash man came. He put them in the trash. Signed to sit there forever. He doesn't know because he's a hobo. He's like, oh, yeah, trash is like where you keep your treasures. <laughs> it's safer in the bank. 
Yeah, he gets in the back of the dump truck. Uh, the garbage men are, like, fighting or something with each other about, like, not, I don't know, pulling their weight or some shit. <laughs> so they dump all the trash, and he falls out. He's got a couple glasses, though. And then this is another Frank's weird morality. He, like, tracks him down to give him his first week's pay. Yeah, it's the best I can do. It's like, well, fucking, why would you do anything for him? As far as you know, he just like, fucking kills people. Yeah, Frank, you're, you're getting your ass into trouble there. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to get involved. So, it's a little too late, man. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't want to get involved, but I'm going to get involved this much. No, this much. Well, so imagine you just, like, had a new co-worker. You worked with him for, like, a week and had, like, I don't know, a couple interesting conversations with them. And then he just walks into a bank and kills, like, 12 people. And then he comes back around. He's like, hey, man, what's up? Like, I got to show you something. It's like... No, the fuck you don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of what Frank's like, but like, uh, he's also like, you know, don't show me anything. Also, here's your first week's pay. Mm-hmm. And he's not immediately like, police! <laughs> this man, this man right here. You know, like one of the dudes shows up with a job site, you can be like, hey! Or something like that. Hit, hit him with a pickaxe or something. <laughs> yeah. Take care of business. So uh, here's their the longest fist fight in the history of cinema. Yeah, they uh, rehearsed it in John Carpenter's backyard. Really? Yeah, it was only supposed to be like a 30 second fight. But um, okay. Piper and Keith David choreographed it and turned it into like five and a half minute fight. And uh, they're, uh, so for the fight, they're, um, like, the only thing they're faking are the punches to the face and the groin. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, like, they're actually hitting each other in the body and, like, Jesus. Fighting each other. So, I mean, like, not, I'm sure they're not, like, going all out on each other, but right. they try to keep it as realistic as possible. And you can tell because they're really, like, Punching him in the ribs and stuff. It's like, oh. Yeah, so you've seen it. It's the Cripple Fight in the South Park. Uh, it's got some crazy shit in it. My favorite part is when... Uh, There's like four or five suplexes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're doing wrestling moves like that. I like when um, Piper's swinging the board around. <laughs> is that all Because he's angry and he like, smashes out the back window and he realizes, like, oh, no, that's pretty crazy. He's like, oh, shit, I want to kill whoops. <laughs> Maybe they still fight though. <laughs> they just keep fighting. Because well, at that point, Frank gets pissed. He's like, what? Are you fucking trying to kill me? <laughs> and then, um, and then uh, Piper starts laughing at him when the bottle breaks in his hand. <laughs> yeah. But and then Frank takes him down. He like knees the shit out of his, his dick. Which is funny. His balls. He's, he's like, wow. Oh. At one point, <sighs> Piper tries to punch. Yeah, you dirty motherfucker. Dirty motherfucker. And then, like, five minutes later, Frank's just destroying his ass. He just wants to be done with this fight. <laughs> Man, Piper is pretty wrecked at that point. And so, Frank's walking off like, ah, jeez, man, it's funny as shit. And the fight starts again. <laughs> <laughs> this time, Piper finally wins. Frank throws a lot of fucking elbows. <laughs> uh, Piper does finally win, though. Uh, gets the glasses on him. He's like, take a look. One other thing I will say about the Frank is Frank shows you what happens if you, you try to wrestle a dude on the ground. You get you fuck someone's thumb in your eyes or a punch to the throat. There's a lot of stuff that's not going to work, kid. Street fight, cause this fucking bites off. Just bites your ear off. Yeah, just bites your ear off. Fucking Frank's like, damn, what is all this? After he gets the glasses on, Piper just goes, "Life's a bitch," and she's back in heat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, he's so many good lines. Uh, Then they check in the hotel room together. They cut to. Well, it's getting romantic. They cut to some, like, romantic lighting. Piper's opening up about his father. (laughs) 
Um, and also, I was reading about uh, Roddy Roddy Piper. He also like left some at 13 because of problems with his father and was just kind of a wanderer for a few years. So I don't know if this is like a legitimate like autobiographical <laughs> story that he's telling or if it's like kind of blurred in between like wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Mere happenstance they run into Gilbert, right? Gilbert just, or maybe Gilbert's been following Frank or something. I don't know, because at that point you'd think he was beat to death by the police. Yeah. But they didn't even arrest him or anything. Mm-hmm. So they should be suspicious of him. Like if the aliens are out of control or anything, why didn't they murder Gilbert? Yeah, I don't know Gilbert yet. Hmm. But he's like, yo, we're having a meeting tonight at 11. Here's the secret address. Secret address. Don't lose this note. You're responsible for the punch. <laughs> Bring those guns. <laughs> we're having a gun party. There's a lot of police out in force. They run into the uh, bearded biker guy who's got a shotgun. He's like, got some new shit. He points to his eyes. And you're like, what the fuck is this fool talking about? <laughs> and he's like, him in. Uh, but they got contact lenses instead of sunglasses now. Yeah, it's the 80s. And I was thinking um, they put that biker guy outside of the shotgun because that's not suspicious at all. <laughs> if you see the crazy looking biker guy in the shotgun, you're just like, yeah, business as usual. <laughs> Apparently the police are looking for him. Most of the police are not aliens. They're just, they just told them that they're trying to bust up some commies. Yeah. Which, like, I don't think that's uh, legal either. <laughs> right? They're not allowed to say, There's some communists in town. We gotta Show find them. Fight them we gotta find them nice. and kill them. Not that they're, they're, you don't have anything about them, you know, a terrorist plot or planning to cause any damage or anything, do anything criminal. But they are communists, so fuck them up, boys. First in their secret hideout, shoot up the place. I mean, to be fair, they do have guns and grenades. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Piper's basically like, oh, well, fucking why are they doing this? Or what's going on? Like, what's the point? And then the TV man, who's been appearing on TV, but now he's here in real life. Uh, he's like, oh, there's basically free enterprises. Going, like, we're a third world to them. They just come in, get all the resources, influence our culture, mm-hmm. get us to do it. We're the Native Americans. Mm-hmm. Or the British. Or all of uh, West Africa, Northeast Africa, South Africa. Isn't it anywhere the North... The British. <laughs> or the Dutch, or the Portuguese, or the Spanish, or the French. Just uh, European imperialism. Just go get their good shit. And then be like, alright, I gotta speak our language. <laughs> you thought your language was cool? Check this out. Ours doesn't make any sense. We... Oui. <laughs> you gotta learn English now. It's a combination of fucking Germanic and Romantic languages. It's gross. <laughs> Everyone hates it. At this point, it's like, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't know. Yeah, I, I, I mean, know, it should be suspicious reason. as fuck at this point. Yeah, right? like, even though they have the scene where she looks at the glasses like, hmm. At this point, it was just kind of like, nah, she's fucking playing. Yeah. How'd she get here? Yeah, so then it turns into a murder party. They yeah. blow up the whole side of the building, come in, start shooting everybody. Uh, Piper and Frank really just get out. Yeah, they're like, nope. Not today, suckers. Uh, they're out in the alley. Um, I like this scene because I really miss like the 80s style of action where it's just like... Very like, shot. Corridor, yeah. um, real props, just... Enemies popping out behind stuff, and you're just kind of like shooting them and stuff. But you know, like video games yeah, really do that guy. instead of like Iron Man's flying around punching aliens and mm-hmm. Hawkeye's shooting arrows and blah, like 
it's cool. They manage the action well in Marvel movies, but uh, I don't know. It's just I like shit more grounded. Yeah, I mean, Marvel's not a good example, I guess, because they manage it well. But well, especially in the fucking Transformer movies. Yeah. Well, even Marvel, it, it when it gets like the main action shit, now you're kind of just watching an animated film. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's certainly true because it's a lot of CJ. Yeah. So CJ. Oh, did you see the trailer for live action Lion King? It looks cool, I guess, but at the same time, it's not It's not live action, it's just CG. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be a shot for shot remake of Lion King in CG, mm-hmm. like Beauty and the Beast was. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast really. It was a shot for shot. It pissed the fuck out of me. Uh, fucking, so, like, Disney, they want to print money. I get it. They're an evil corporation, they exist solely to make money. I don't think they're evil because they do everything every corporation does, <laughs> yeah, yeah. where they exist solely to make money. But Disney has evil practices in general and they fund evil operations. But I, th- I think they also just want to maintain the copyright on this stuff, right? Because they have to continue to produce things for the copyright to last, right? Yeah, that's true. I don't know if that's the case for the... I, I honestly think the live action thing is legitimately just a dry cash grab. I don't know. Yeah, that's... to play on... The nostalgia of all yeah. the broken, like, because Arrested just, Development Millennials. You could have shown us all the movies we watched 30 years ago. And, in, you know, to be fair, this podcast is basically us watching the movies we watched 30 years ago. That's true. But, uh, um, yeah, they're just preying on nostalgia. Obey! Consume! Obey! Consume! Well, that's, uh, I don't want to say it's unique to our generation, but seemingly it is. It does seem like everyone's kind of... Our millennials, millennials, are we got this like arrested development sort of thing? Everyone's trying to escape. That's clearly Stan Lee's fault. I mean, partially for creating Spider Man, <laughs> but like not directly his fault. It's more, uh, I'd say the economy, um, the government, uh, society in general. It's just a shitty time to be alive. We grew up in what sort of lives have been. Economic social stress. That's true of a lot of generations, though. I mean, it's not like the 60s were any better. That's economically, true. to a certain extent, but certainly not socially. No. 70s were not better economically or socially. And as we can see from the 80s. Yeah, but in the 70s, everyone was still doing a lot of drugs and having a lot of sex because HIV didn't exist yet. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah, that's probably the <laughs> Drugs and sex. Yeah, we gotta eradicate HIV and then start doing more drugs and have more sex. Makes sense to me. We figured it out. We didn't need to talk about the rest of this movie. <laughs> That's what they should have done. They don't need to go in there and shoot all the aliens. <laughs> they just need to have more sex and drink more. To tie it back to drugs. the Running Man, this is basically the exact same plot the uh, Resistance in Running Man had. Break into the TV station, destroy the broadcast, show the people the truth. Yeah, it would work way more effectively in this movie, though, when everyone's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this fucking monster's on the news now. Oh my god, I'm having sex with a monster right now. <laughs> uh, did they jump into the space hole though? Yeah. Which is pretty cool. I like the like the prop set or whatever. Like, so, yeah. I like the yeah, John Carpenter's idea of a transporter is like just a magic hole appears. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um then so now they're in the alien facility walking through corridors. Mm-hmm. As you would, because it's an eighties movie, so you're gonna use real sets, and it's basically just like, I don't know, is that like a nuclear missile style around? You can walk around. Is <laughs> it like an old abandoned sewer system we can dress yeah. up? Uh, they walk by some aliens talking into a PK meter from Ghostbusters. <laughs> Did you see that? It's yeah, the same prop. It's, it's the same prop. prop. <laughs> it's the same goddamn prop. 
And they're like, we did it, boys! We killed all the resistance. Um, then uh, Piper and Keith David stumble into uh, Mitt Romney's donor speech from the 2012 election. <laughs> No matter what we do, 47% of the country. <laughs> yeah. Remember that's what a scandal that was. Yeah. And that's like um Donald like a big part of Donald Trump's whole campaign. Yeah. <laughs> Mitt Romney must be what the fuck did I do? He's like, how did that happen? Uh then we get to see some 80s space effects. Pew! <laughs> like, I don't know where they're going, he's blasting them up. It's the mass effect relay. How's <laughs> this fool not know this? He even play the games? <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, mass Rex Solis. Yeah, because Mass Effect's, um, they, like, there's no science involved in the Mass Effect relay. Just like, oh, I don't know the science of this, how they're doing it, but they're blasting off into space. And I bet Mass Effect is like, well, because it's like, oh, yeah, one time Earth went to Mars and we found some ancient ruins from an alien species and they had these cool-ass Mass Effect relays and we can shoot ourselves through space. We don't know how it works. Play the game. <laughs> it's the like same thing as this movie. Like, I don't know how it works. It's a gravity lens or some shit. <laughs> Last off. Something to do with gigawatts. Um, then they make it to uh, the TV studio. It's Cable 54. Yeah, which is like, it's just attached to the alien stronghold? Or is it like a, spe- like a weird space portal? I think the way it was described, it made it sound like, it was like some weird space portal out there, right? Like, I could get us in there. Fucking Piper. It's like, let's find Holly. She'll help us. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> he gets the, the. Oh, fucking. So I forgot. When they're at the donor meeting, they meet the, the guy, the fat guy that's complaining about TV a lot in the shanty town. Yeah. For some reason, they turn him into a rich man. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you want to collaborate with the aliens? You have a lot to offer. <laughs> he's like, probably just using him to rat on somebody else, I imagine. Uh, yeah, so he's the one giving the tour. And uh, Piper gets him by the goatee. Well, first they blast the alien guards. And he's like, you got your, we need your pass. You got to get in there. And like, oh, I got no pass. And this is my pass. He just throws a grenade. <laughs> and uh, Rich Man pops away. He uses a special watch. He falls in a hole. Yeah. And then <laughs> they just go wandering around the TV station. Uh, yes. Shooting on people. Trying, yeah, trying to get to the roof to destroy the satellite. Also, Piper's looking for Holly because... Well, bang, okay. <laughs> uh, they do find Holly. Yeah, also, the alien soldiers are just terrible. That's going to be a classic movie. Yeah. Tradition They're like, all right, here's shoot. what we do. We'll turn blindly down every corner. <laughs> and probably be all right. It's like, all right, we're almost at the roof. Everything's going to be A-OK now. We all sell it every day. There's a really cool cut, though. I like when uh, oh, with the Holly yeah. puts the yeah. gun up to his head and then it cuts. And there's a gun bang. Yeah. Pretty good, pretty good. You have to wonder how uh, how Piper Nada doesn't hear that. Uh, it's just a lot going on. Yeah, he's just in the water. He's on the roof. There's helicopters flying everywhere, gunfires and whatnot. Yeah, and he can see the saddle, the real satellite hiding behind the fake satellite. Mm-hmm. And it's also apparently not just broadcasting TV messages, but it's the thing that's controlling yeah, all the so, yeah, messages. and it's also like stay sweet, sweet, sweet. Uh, but Holly pops up, and he's, she, first Piper's like, are you and Holly clear, Frank? And she's like, I'm clear. Oh. Whoa. I'm going to collaborate in this entire time, you moron. Yeah, How did you not know when I push you in a building? <laughs> so that's what she meant by she's clear. She, she's a Scientologist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any thetans. <laughs> Nada, how about you? And he's like, all right, I'll put down my gun. 
But he's got a secret smaller gun hidden in his sleeve. He sure does. Where'd he get that? We don't know. I don't know, but he pops it. He's like, pop, pop, pop. He's got a Derringer pistol. Yeah. Uh, And then he's like, man, fuck it. He literally says, fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) He gets shot by the helicopter aliens. As he's dying, flips him off. off. He's like, fuck you. My favorite part is though is he's just like fuck it because that would have been me too. Like oh well, fuck it, whatever. Yeah, and then we see uh, regular ass folks are watching the news. The newscasters turn into um, alien monsters, and everyone's like, "What in the world?" Finally, we see some titties. I thought this movie was made in 1987. John Carpenter. (laughs) We don't get titties till the end. Until very end, and then. uh, She's looking on the TV and she's like, oh, but fuck a monster, man. And she looks down and she's like, I'm having sex with a monster, man. And he's like, what's wrong, baby? And then, so this is my question. Right. You're Early in the movie, the cop's like, you guys look fucking gross, but this dude's into it, right? I guess it's his fetish. Oh, you're assuming it's his fetish and they're not all into like, uh, human beings? Yeah. Well, maybe the cops will lie. I assume it's like, just trying to be everybody, into Everybody's having sex with the sheep and the goats, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I do know what you mean. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. The Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> also, New Zealanders, too, I think, have a stereotype, right? Uh, it depends. I think, uh, depending on where you're from, another country has that stereotype about you. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe the Scottish believe that the Irish are all fucking sheep, too. I thought it was like. Everyone in the British Isles is the Welsh. <laughs> the Welsh. And then Australians definitely think it's New Zealand, right? Probably. But really what's going on in New Zealand is the Chinese are buying up all property. That's what's going on all over the Western world. Yeah. Canada, America, Australia. Um, New Zealand actually had some legislation that you have to live in New Zealand to own property there now, though. Oh, good. It's pretty cool. Uh, it seems like things are better in smaller countries sometimes. Well, the United States should just split into separate states. Yeah. Well, it's bad for us because we'll be in Arizona. And it's not going to go how we want it to in Arizona. I don't know. We got that new Democrat in the Senate. Cinema. It's more of a purple state. Kirsten Cinema. According to um, advertisements before YouTube videos, she's just a straight up criminal. <laughs> I don't know how she, she wants people it. to rape little girls. That's what I yeah, guess. she wants. She personally captured children at the border and turned them into sex slaves and then got money from it. Like, this is straight up, like, the implications of something. Yeah, I know. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't think, oh, that's exactly true. It's like when you see um a really popular post on the Donald on Reddit, and it's like, oh, this school teacher was fired because he committed a microaggression against a black student by correcting their grammar. And you're like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not the whole story. But there's a lot more nuance to it than that. <laughs> And you look into it, and it's like the kid teaches the harassing the same kid yeah. for like two years. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, you f- fucking did it. I mean, if you just, you know, really hide the truth, you can definitely get a lot of support for your costs. Obey. Obey. Go to adventureproductions.com. Adventureproductions.com. Obey. Consume at adventureproductions.com. Please consume. Stay awake. Wait. No, stay asleep. Stay asleep and don't wake up at adventureproductions.com. Mm-hmm. Oh, the next movie we're going to watch is Over the Top. Oh, the arm wrestling classic? Yes. Over the Top. With Swiss Stallone. Keith David's also in it, too. Is he? Yes, I he is. I don't remember him in it, but I, I think he's got a small it. part. Okay. I think he just arm wrestles. 
<laughs> yep, so over the top, so we're watching Ooh, next. Uh. Join us next time. Um, all right, well, thanks for listening. Um, I'm Sean. Productions.com. I'm Kyle. I'm Sean. I'm Kyle. Uh, yeah, go to the website.